0: I'm Dr. Michelle Perez,
1: and I'm Billy Liggett,
0: and this Rise With Orange.
1: Those of you in Campbell's Trust and Wealth Management program know him as Spoon, but for everyone else out there, we're with Jimmy Witherspoon, director of that program and chairman of the financial planning and accounting departments at Campbell University and associate professor of business for the Lundy-Fetterman School of Business. Uh, Mr. Witherspoon and Campbell go way back. He was a graduate of the trust program himself back in 1980. That program turns 50 this year, a milestone year for the nation's first and still only four-year degree program of its kind. Uh, Mr. Witherspoon, before we begin, have you ever sat down and tried to calculate just how much of this nation's Earnings have been managed by Campbell students and alumni.
2: Billy, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> I, I can't say that I've ever tried to calculate that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's some percentage, uh, but I have, I have uh, no idea. Uh, we do have almost 2,000 alumni of the program. There is a tremendous amount of wealth that's managed by the bank trust departments and our alumni are making a strong impact nationwide, Uh, and so I'm sure it's a a fairly significant percentage.
1: The reason you're here, I mean, you could come here anytime, but there is a a big reason is because your program turns 50 years old this year, and uh, I know you were part of it as a student, and you've been with the program for most of the program's life, but I was at an event in Pinehurst back in February where you had a lot of alumni there, you had a lot of people in the profession, you had current students there. Uh, when you sit down and kind of think of where this program is now compared to where it was when you started, and you see big big events like that, uh, how does that make you feel Where uh, just how far along this program has come?
2: Um, when I started at Campbell as a student back in 1976 the program was really in its infancy and matter of fact my graduating class in 1980 my roommate and I were the only two tri-seniors <laughs> wow. I can proudly say that I finished last in the world in trust in 1980 <laughs> so, some people would say second I'd rather say uh, last but to, today of course it's another world um, thanks to our having just tremendous support from our alumni and the industry uh, today, we truly do impact um, the the industry as a whole. Uh, the program that you referenced is called the Trust Advisors Forum, and this was our 27th year of offering that program. We typically have about 275 senior managers from all around the country attend, representing well over 100 different institutions. Um, the, any money that we might might make on the program goes into scholarship funds for our students, but really in a way more importantly, uh, we offer these programs as a way to make the contacts necessary to place our students, our graduating seniors and thanks to the help of our alumni, our friends in the industry, the trust Education Foundation board of directors, uh we we're just in a tremendous place right now.
1: So you say you were the worst student in that class. What did the, what did the best student go on to do? Well,
2: he is actually a trust officer in Virginia. We talk from time to time. I kid him all the time about uh, the fact that he um that he, he clearly was the better student uh in <laughs> 1980, but uh but, but fine gentleman in Virginia.
1: So I did a story on your program back in, uh, what was it, 2012? Wow, it was that long ago. Six years ago, we did a a story on your program for the Campbell Magazine. And I have to admit, I went into that story not knowing a whole lot about what trust and wealth management actually is. And so, um, and I imagine, as you say in the story, you you have a lot of students that um, before they join your program don't know what they're getting into as well until you've had the talk with them. But So uh, tell us, and for anyone out there who uh, is unclear of what this program does, uh, give us the uh, the quick rundown of, of what trust and wealth management is.
2: Trust it isn't what most people assume it is. Uh, I think that when we're growing up, we all at least think we know what Lawyers, doctors, accountants, uh, nurses do. But trust is really about the, the management of wealth. It, it isn't being a stockbroker. It isn't being uh, purely a financial planner or in, the in an, an insurance um, professional. It's doing very sophisticated financial planning, tax planning, estate planning, wealth management. Uh, it's very much, though, a relationship business. That, in a way, is the, the neat part of it. Um, our alumni, yes, they might have clients that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but you have the same family dynamics and trust with those families as with uh, with all of us. And so many times they're able to make an impact on the lives of, of the clients, clients that might have children with substance abuse issues or uh, they may be helping children decide where to go to college or uh, they might even be stepping in and helping plan funerals but it's uh, it's really a chance to help people uh, and if you really enjoy working with people and on a day-to-day basis and helping them trust it's a great opportunity
1: to do that. So yeah it brings to mind something you told me Back for that story was uh, um, that these that these uh, trust and wealth managers do develop these really close relationships with these families they're invited to graduation ceremonies they're invited to funerals and weddings and uh, is that part of the curriculum um, uh, social skills and how to uh, and how to develop these relationships or does that develop naturally
2: I think to some extent it's in the curriculum uh, It's certainly something that uh, that we, we talk about a great deal. The actual curriculum itself is a very demanding one. I believe that our students take more hours than probably any major on campus. There are no electives. Uh, it's a difficult major. They take about 57 hours, I believe, of trust-specific classes. They leave with a very... Uh, they live with great technical skills, uh, but absolutely, we really focus on the relationship side of the business.
1: Kate, you uh, the headline from that article caught your eye, The Trust Mafia. <laughs> Um, You sound like you were curious about that.
0: I was pretty impressed by the fact that you, who are affectionately known as Spoon, were able to, upon meeting a kid who, I think he came to Campbell's campus for looking to the soccer program. After 10 minutes of a pitch, you got him on board with the trust program. I want to hear that pitch, I think, but maybe now is not the time. Um, But yeah, I was impressed that it's known as Mafia because so many students, I'm assuming, who are just coming into undergraduate years have never heard of a career in trust management. Would you say that's well, still true? And, and they
2: probably have not.
0: Yeah.
2: Um as I mentioned, it's it's a difficult profession to grasp exactly what you do. Um as far as our uh trust mafia uh nickname, um in a way that that uh revolves around the alumni that we have, the industry support, our students, um They kiddingly call us the Trust Mafia actually within the banks (laughs) because our alumni are just so loyal in calling back to tell us about openings, but also in mentoring uh, graduating seniors and interns that might be uh, working in their banks. And um, and so they kiddingly call us the Mafia. It's something we picked up (laughs) on. But, of course, that makes me the godfather. So of I guess I'm, I think the, I'm the godfather of trust.
0: You can embrace that. I love it. That's a great network to have. I love it. I was poking around on your website, and I noticed it said that the majority of the students who come through this program end up with not just one but two internships over the course of their time in the undergraduate mm-hmm. program, which to me is great because I know what a struggle it can be to find internships. And I guess my question was, are those internships paid for those students? Because that's they're putting in so much time. I was just curious about that.
2: Well, they are paid, and they are uh, all around the country Um, with J.P. Morgan, with Wells Fargo, BB&T, First Citizens, um, Bank of America many times. Um, But we have interns from San Diego to Boston and Seattle to Miami, Uh, typically 10-week summer internships. The students pay for their own housing, but the banks typically pay them. $2,500 $2,500 up front, and then about $20 an hour. Um, and so you can easily survive, even in Boston, being you know, taken care of that way. Uh, but, of course, more important than the uh, than any compensation they receive, what a great learning experience. Yeah. And it's also a, uh, our interns, in many cases, become sort of the bullpen for the banks in deciding, who to bring on board as permanent hires, but it is not at all uncommon for our students to intern two summers, and about half choose to do the four one program, meaning that they leave here with both the undergraduate
1: degree and an MBA, wow. and
2: so they are they're ready
1: to go to work. Your job placement rate, uh, still near the hundred percent.
2: Well, it, it is. The the biggest uh, issue is relocation, but assuming our students are willing to relocate, placement is very strong, uh, and we've certainly put a lot of work into making those jobs happen. The, the continuing ed programs that I mentioned, like Pinehurst, our Trust Education Foundation board, networking with alumni, uh, we, Lisa Youngquist, who is our placement director, does a magnificent job. But I would say in the typical year we have well over 95 percent placed within a month of graduation and it looks like we're on target to do that again this year.
1: I mean that's that's got to be just a huge selling point also. So much uncertainty out there in a lot of these majors in job placement and job market and to, to, to be told that there's a better than nine out of 10 chance that uh, we're going to fully employ you soon after graduation. That has to be huge. Well,
2: assuming our students are, you know, play the game well, assuming that they <laughs> study hard and it sounds like they don't, uh, you know, they don't tick off the godfather. no, I'm <laughs> but, uh, you know, assuming they play the game well, that they, uh, you know, they study hard, but again, that they're willing to relocate, go where the opportunities are and, um, of course, as a a Campbell alumni myself, I'm so proud of of Campbell students. Uh, it's such an exciting time with the new buildings and programs. But to me, the most uh, exciting thing about Campbell is that we still uh, recruit the same kind of students that we did 35, 40 years ago. They've got a work ethic. They're uh, they don't have an entitlement mentality. Uh, they understand the sacrifice that their families are making. And, you know, if, if our students will go into the program with that mindset, um, there are great prospects that they will leave here employed in a wonderful profession where maybe they'll never be a Bill Gates, but they can make an an incredibly comfortable living and they can be proud of what they do and they can really help a, a
1: lot of people
2: over their careers.
1: So going back to the 50-year milestone year, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the history and uh, going back to Campbell's third president, uh, President Wiggins, um, who I understand was who himself had a background in trust and I think um, 50 years so the inauguration of his presidency was the 50-year anniversary last year. So this is something he did very early in his presidency. So can do? you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what, why he brought this to Campbell and what he saw in a small, rural, private university that he thought a program like this could succeed?
2: Billy Dr. Wiggins, very early in his career, was a trust officer. And his mentor was a gentleman named Gilbert T. Stevenson and then Dr. Wiggins left uh, the trust industry to uh, teach at Wake Forest and then ultimately got the call to come back to Campbell but Dr. Wiggins and Mr. Stevenson had the idea that uh, some college or university needed to offer a degree program in trust and wealth and when Dr. Wiggins came to Campbell to be the third president i believe that that was his first initiative
0: to actually launch the
2: program and uh as was typical of dr wiggins um he did it right he brought in a, a number of consultants from the trust industry he had any number of meetings in new york with that group over the years before developing the curriculum or in developing the curriculum and um that that was his first initiative at Campbell.
1: Then I wanted to also ask you about, uh, I usually start off with some people, ask them how they got to Campbell, but uh, we'll kind of, toward the end of this interview, talk about um, what brought you to Campbell in the late 70s.
2: I had actually never heard of Campbell, and I had applied to several other universities and had been admitted. Um, and then an admissions counselor for Campbell happened to drop by my high school, and uh, it just really sounded appealing, um, and so I decided to take a visit, and when I got here, I I realized that Dr. Jerry Wallace was uh, at Campbell, and at the time, he was the head of the religion department, and Dr. Wallace was actually my family's uh, minister when I was growing up, so uh, very close family ties. Matter of fact, he was in the hospital the day that I was born, and wow, so in a way, very that close. yes, <laughs> that, that made the the decision to come uh, very easy. And then um, to kind of follow through with with this when I graduated from uh, Campbell um, at the time, there were at the time many of the people that were in the uh, and the senior trust positions had law degrees, and so I decided to go to law school. When I finished law school, again, the game plan was still to go to work in the bank trust department, but I happened to come to Campbell to visit one of my old professors, and he mentioned that just that day one of the other professors had decided to retire, and he asked if I wanted to come back and teach. And before I left Campbell that day, I had met with the dean, the provost, the president, and had signed a contract to come (laughs) back to Campbell. So (laughs) not exactly a planned career move, but I've been very blessed. That was a, a, a wonderful direction that my life took.
0: I'm new to the whole trust thing. Honestly, I didn't get a chance to read the whole story. I was just wondering... This is the only program in the country. How do other schools handle trust majors? Do they have undergraduates in finance, and then they have an associate's program? Well, there are a
2: lot of other schools that have majors in finance or in uh, financial planning, but we still have the only program, undergraduate program, in trust and wealth in the country. And... um, it, it it would be a huge commitment for another school to start one from scratch. It, it's, uh, it would demand a tremendous amount of resources to, to launch one. And at this point, with our alumni base and our connections in the industry, uh, I can't imagine that it would in any way adversely affect our program if they did. There is just such a huge demand for... Um, for people in the profession. Uh, the the number of people that we could place per year is is pretty staggering.
0: Well,
1: do you have other schools that are kinda sniffing around around here to see how you do it and to to take notes and that are maybe thinking of doing the same or not not
2: really. Yeah. A couple have indicated that they're they're thinking about it, but not
0: cannot strip the mafia no the 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 godfather will take
1: care of that (laughs) (laughs) so uh, the last thing i wanted to to ask you about was uh i know you had the the big event in pinehurst in february but are there other things that you're doing to mark 50 years
2: we will likely have some alumni events this summer Uh, i typically once every year or two go to Washington, Philadelphia, New York, Boston. So no doubt we'll be hosting some alumni events. And um, that's pretty much it. Looking looking forward to the second 50 years.
1: <laughs> well, Mr. Witherspoon, uh, congratulations on the milestone. Uh, congratulations on the growth of your program. And uh, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. Uh, if this sounds a little differently, we had some audio issues, but... I think with multiple mics set up in here, I think this will sound just fine. So uh, uh, thank everybody. This is actually our last podcast of the semester. Um, This is episode number 25, I believe. So it's a full first year, 25 episodes. And uh, we've got big announcements about our podcast coming over the summer. I'm not ready to make them just yet, but uh, if you liked listening to us, I would just say that uh, you will probably have even more uh, choices for Campbell University podcast. I guess I just said what was going to happen. So. Basically, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we've got big plans for the fall. So, um, thank you, everybody, who uh, continue to listen to us, uh, and we'll see you in a few months. Thank you, Ms. Woodsman.